Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, today is Friday. It's the last episode of the week. And unfortunately, we're not going to have the author of the book that I talked about so much today, but we're going to have them the next week. And I think it actually works out for the better, because today we're going to talk about more about the book, and then next week we're going to ask the questions that were not covered in the book, but um, I still have a lot of questions, and I'm dying to ask them, and I'm sure you're going to be dying to have the answers too after you know what this whole book is about. So what is this book? The book that I'm talking about is a book that came out on March 2nd. It's called Burn. New research blows the lead off how we really burn calories, stay healthy, and lose weight. Herman Ponzer, PhD. So I think the research in this book will transform... A lot of things in nutrition, diet, health, and exercise world. Like, a lot of it, guys. It's not another diet. It's actually fundamentally going to change how most of those diet books or articles you might be reading are uh, written, are talked about. It will change a lot of things. Um, so, burn. The book Burn. Uh, guys, uh, let me get into the... Um, I have my Kindle, and so this book and all the notes are highlighted so I could share with you the most important things. Um, so, first of all, I'd like to share with you some insights that I got reading this book. Number one, exercise not going to help you lose weight. It's not going to burn more calories. Um, why is that? Because as... This whole book is built around the evidence of this idea that energy expenditure is constrained, meaning our body cannot burn a lot more calories no matter how much we exercise. And so when we exercise and we burn, you know, that energy, exercise does require energy, our body doesn't uh, put that energy into something else. Like, um, it might not put so much energy into creating inflammation around certain aspects that might be suspicious or wrong in our body, or not so much into immune system or reproductive health. And now, guys, stay with me. It might sound like it's not a, a good idea then to exercise, but actually not having acute and very strong response, for example, in our immune system, it's good. Because otherwise, we're going to end up with a lot of autoimmunity. And a lot of people are ending up with a lot of autoimmunity because people don't exercise and their immune system has all this, you know, energy and it just starts working against everything that looks even a little bit suspicious. Or, for example, reproductive system. Yeah, you want to be able to have a kid, but... Do you want your reproductive organs to have cancers and cells constantly growing and developing there and be super um, fertile? Probably not, too. Um, you know, for example, in this book, uh, a lot of research is based on um, the authors actually going to live with hunter-gatherers tribes and measuring their metabolism and their testosterone levels and cortisol levels and all these other things. And they actually found that those hunter-gatherers uh, guys, 
they don't ha they have half of the testosterone of the regular uh, office worker in Boston. And it's actually good to not have a lot of testosterone. Then you're less aggressive. You um, don't go out and try to kill everything. And that saves you also a lot of energy, not running around, trying to ambush a lot of things. So anyhow, uh, this book, you know, when, when I was reading it, it was continuously blowing up my mind little by little. So exercise not going to help you to lose weight. And they actually also bring up the data from a lot of studies that exercise alone, alone, that exercise alone without changing what you eat and your other aspects of your lifestyle. It basically doesn't work. Like it's proved, it's been shown by studies, by human studies. Um, a lot of them when they designed in the right way and analyzed in the right way. Um, and then so exercise doesn't help the body to burn um, to burn more calories because the calorie that we burn, uh, they are, they stay the same. So the only way we can, uh, lose weight is through our nutrition and eating a little bit less than we, um, burn with our constrained metabolism. And the whole idea of the book is also about that, uh, the best diet and studies show that too. There is a lot of data in this book that the best diet isn't like low-carb, low-fat, carnivore or vegan or whatever. Uh, no, humans, uh, what data actually shows, are opportunistic omnivores, meaning we eat different kinds of foods when they're available. And so they also analyze data, you know, from different tribes, uh, uh, earlier tribes and modern tribes. And what they notice is the diet of a specific human group depends on the uh, climate. Like the warmer it is, the more plants there are, uh, the more plants uh, humans would eat. And then uh, in Arctic, when there are very few plants, uh, people would eat very few plants because there are any and they would eat what is available. So, uh, and it's, and it shows that people thrive on different diets. And usually the colder the climate is, the more your genetics are primed to digest certain kinds of foods. Um, and since most of us came from more or less from equator region, most of us are not uh, Arctic people. And so most of us actually thrive on the diet that has more plants. And when they analyzed carbohydrates, fats, and proteins in most hunter-gatherer tribes, uh, except for the Arctic, uh, it's carbohydrate rich. It's kind of low in fat. The protein stays the same because from all the science, it also seems uh, that no matter what, we naturally humans eat about 20% of our calories from protein. So to give you an idea, 2000 calories, um, you know, diet, but that's just the bare minimum. 20% uh, is 400 calories and that is 100 grams of protein per day. That is a kind of like normal thing. Uh, but that being said, so exercise isn't good way to lose weight at all, but it's good for all the other reasons that are also talked in the book. So it's going to make you healthier. It's going to build up lean muscle. And speaking about lean muscle, guys, um, most important fat cells burn 
lot less energy, a lot less. Fat cells burn a lot less energy each day than lean tissue. The cells that make up our muscles and other organs. If fat cells make up a larger proportion of your body weight, you will burn fewer calories each day than a person who weighs the same but, but is leaner. So basically, uh, metabolism is fixed. You cannot make yourself burn more energy, but it is fixed based on your body size and the amount of lean tissue you carry. So muscles do burn more lean tissue. That's why building up muscle through exercise and maintaining that muscle is the uh, one sure way that you can actually influence to have a higher metabolism. Um, and that will protect you from uh, getting overweight and obese and all this. Uh, so exercise is good for all these other reasons, for health reasons, but not good for uh, weight loss. That's what data shows. And then when it comes to dieting, again, diets work. Most diets work when you can maintain them. And it doesn't matter what amount of carbs, fats uh, you have in them. What matters, the data shows, is the quality of those diets. And not in a way that you might think. Uh, meaning, if, if a human being is capable of maintaining a diet that is high in processed foods, but being in caloric deficit all the time, you will lose weight. Although that being said, you're not going to be getting vitamins, minerals, all the important nutrients to support your health. So your health is going to start deteriorating, you know, getting worse and worse. So that's why eating uh, Twinkies, eating Oreos, or a lot of uh, junk food isn't a great idea because it's actually bad for your health. But weight-wise... Uh, um, it doesn't really matter where those calories are coming from. But for long-term weight loss and weight maintenance for easy, no-brainer, no-counting weight loss, a whole food diet seems to work a whole, a whole lot better. And let me find you the abstract about why Modern diets high in highly processed foods are actually so bad for our weight loss. So, in short, modern diets are too delicious. We like food for the same reason we like everything. It triggers the reward system in our brain. We have brains that are evolved to reward behaviors that improve our chances of survival, like sex, sugar, social connection. Basically, guys, a diet in highly processed foods do not work because people start overeating them. Here is a, uh, a thing, an experiment. If you feed lab rats, you know, rats in a lab, um, the standard nutritionally balanced diet of chow and water, basically, if you feed rats an exciting diet, they will maintain healthy weight indefinitely. And, you know, rats don't count anything, so they eat till satiety. And so when they feed them boring diet that is balanced in nutrients, they eat till they're satisfied and they're fine. But then offer them a cafeteria diet of typical Western foods with lots of tasty options and they will inevitably overeat and get fat. Since the initial finding with rats, researchers have shown the same phenomenon in a range of species from monkeys to elephants and, unsurprisingly, in humans. So basically, uh, I like to, you know, when, when I work with my clients, um, 
I like to help them to create the diet that they enjoy, but moderately. Because if you find, if we humans find something delicious, we're going to overeat it. And overeating of anything seems to be a bad idea if your goal is to maintain ideal body weight for a life. That's why, guys, my personal example, that's why most of my foods are, uh, well, all of my foods don't have any sugar because my brain seems to be very sensitive to that when it comes to sugar and overeating. I can't manage it. And um, most of my food aren't that exciting. So I eat, I love my vegetables and fish and meat. But let's be honest, it's not as exciting for the brain as pizza or ice cream. And so I just don't eat that food. And that helps me to maintain my appetite and my ideal body weight. And that would help most people study show, guys. Make your diet not so exciting. And uh, actually, a lot of my clients, especially guys, they lose weight much easier when they have a plan and they kind of stick to the same foods because then they aren't exciting to eat more of them. As simple as that. The other major problem with modern foods is that they are literally designed to be overeaten. Um, fiber, protein, and anything else that we, that will make us feel full is removed. Sugar, fat, salt, and other things to tickle your reward system are added. As a result, added sugars and oils are the two leading sources of calories in the American diet today. Our evolved reward systems are unprepared for the intensity and breadth of reward signals that these processed foods provide. Um, our brain is too slow to shut down our appetite and we overconsume. So that's what the data shows. That's what the science shows, guys. All these processed foods, there is a reason why you want to eat and buy more of them because they're designed to make you do so, so you don't stop. And that's why using willpower to stop eating cookies or chips or all these highly processed foods, for most of you guys, it's not going to work. It didn't work for me. It doesn't work for most of my clients. And so, again, if you want to maintain weight easier without having to, I don't know, obsessing about calories, like feeling like you have to constantly restrict yourself, you got to organize um, your food environment, your food plants around food that are good, but not too good. Um, and so... Now, what's the best strategy, you know, to manage that highly processed food intake when they are all around you? And the author has an answer, and I totally 100% on board with this answer. So, the genes aren't our destiny, and, you know, our environment uh, can be... <clears throat> can be worked with, right? So... Modifying our environment in ways that help not hurt us. So building our diet around foods that are filling and nutrient-rich without packing in a lot of calories. So, um, yeah, let me actually... So the diet that seems to work the best for human beings and ideal body weight are those whole foods like fresh food, fruit, vegetables, fish, steak, potatoes... And the least feeling the worst food to maintain ideal body weights are things like white bread, boxed cereal, flavored yogurt, um, then baked treats like cookies, cakes, croissants, 
uh, that lack protein, fiber, and all the nutrients. So, again, let's get back to the actual strategies. Um, where was it? So, the idea in this book, guys, I'm trying to find my notes, my notes is that if we want to manage our food environment yet, yeah, probably at the very end, actually, let me find it for you. Um, if we want to manage our food environment, we want to do things like keep tempting high-calorie high foods away from where you could find them. That has a big impact. You can't mindlessly plow through a soda and a box of cookies if you don't have any in your house. The bowl of candies on your desk at the office doesn't need to be there and isn't helping anyone. Keeping processed, energy-rich foods out of arm's reach makes them harder to get and can make you more mindful and discerning about when and how you decide to indulge. So it's all about, guys, when it comes to healthy eating, and from my 10-plus years of experience, that, you know, that, that's what I noticed too. It works. That's the only way it works long-term. If we want to manage our eating habits, we need to change our environment completely. In my house, for example, there are no candies, there are no foods that I tend to overeat. I had to even not bring into my house cashews because I just tend to eat a lot of them. And it's not like cashews are bad, but when you eat a whole pound of them, it's kind of not good. Uh, slows, slow down digestion. Uh, there are all these imbalances in composition of the foods and your daily meal. And then, uh, and then it's how many calories is it? I think it's like 3.5 thousand calories per, you know, whole pound of cashews or on that. So that's not helping. Again, overeating of anything isn't a great idea from all the data we have. And so I don't have any items that I tend to overeat in my house. And when I do want to eat some cashews, I get some small bag, I eat the whole bag, and I'm done. And if you want to have a dessert, you can take your friends, take your family out and have that ice cream or a piece of cake in some beautiful cafe by the river, you know, something nice. And don't bring anything in the house. And that's how you also will help your family, your kids, your parents to learn how to manage their sugar better. Because believe me, guys, most people do not want to overeat sugar, sugary stuff ever. So you're helping a lot of people actually by helping people to manage their vices, quote unquote, better, right? So environment is everything. The same in the office. You know, if you are in the office still, you know, most of us are working remotely and that's why you have more control over your environment. But if you are in some office, then talk to your coworkers who share with you, you know, the food environment and ask them if they would like to, you know, improve their eating habits and maybe putting those candies, if not away from the office, then maybe in some jar that is not transparent, maybe not in an open bowl, but in the drawers. So they're still there for someone who wants them, but they're not in the plain sight. That also works uh, from all the other books I read. That's what people um, usually do. And that's what I recommend. And that's what works. Google does it, you know, in all of their offices, they uh, hide candy and sugary soda at the back of the fridge, somewhere in the drawer. Like, you know where they are, but they're in the plain side. What they put in the plain side are things like fruit, vegetables, you know, all these other healthy snacks. 
So that's how we control our nutrition, our diet long-term. And again, from all the data, guys, it all shows that long-term people who maintain good health, good eating habits are the people who are eating whole unprocessed foods because our brain just can't handle any other foods. When foods become too delicious, too tempting, we, all of us, are overeating them. And so um, now, you know, the author also concludes the book with the statement that, yeah, we created this messy environment around our foods and diets and exercise, but we can also create better environments now that we know that this is clearly what's not working, what we created. Um, And I think that's what I wanted to share with you. Number one, um, if you're planning to lose weight, if you if you feel if your health you know state is that that you know you need to lose weight, then look at not exercise as your primary weight loss tool, but exercise and nutrition. But also in the book they talk about sleep is hugely important, and then managing your stress levels is hugely important. Uh, but of course, at the end of the day, it's all about learning how to eat a little bit less and figuring out a way how to do it so you are not miserable and hungry all the time. So that's the most important key. Um, And exercise, it's amazing for our health, heart health, for our mental health, for our uh, immune system, uh, although not in a way that you imagine it would be, for uh, our productivity, uh, our fertility, and for... uh, stress levels, like managing stress levels, although too much is also not that great. So for all of these reasons, our mental health, mental productivity, exercise is amazing for us. It also improves the quality of our sleep. But as a weight loss tool, it's not the best tool. The best tool is still a good quality diet, the one that you can make work long term, that uh, also uh, improves your health and doesn't make you hungry and angry all the time, and doesn't mess up with the hormones. By the way, also in the book, I completely forgot, I wanted to share with you, that studies also show, all the studies, that you are continuously on a low-calorie diet without stops, without, you know, if you go even for three weeks, and you never take a day break when you increase your calories with healthy foods, uh, if you're constantly dieting, your metabolic rate does slow down. And it compromises a lot of vital functions of your organs. Uh, so do not be on a uh, very restrictive diet for a very long t- time. Because that metabolism that you slow down with that, it's not going back probably for a few years. Maybe even longer. Like those people who go on the biggest loser kind of show when they put them on really restrictive diets with a lot of exercise uh, for a long period of time, those people, their metabolic rates are still low after five, six years, guys. So be mindful of that. That's another important thing that I wanted to mention here. And please re-listen to this episode. If anything isn't clear, uh, if you'd like more data, uh, my advice on, on something, please reach out. Also, please do share this episode with a person who's struggling with their weight uh, and they're using exercise or other ineffective strategies or they're dieting all the time and you know it seems not to be working because at some point the body will not do 
will not work with a lower calorie diet and your metabolism will be slowed down and your health will be worse. So if you know that person who's always on that low calorie diet, please also give them this episode. Maybe even that even give them this book burn so they don't over exercise you know, on a low calorie diet all the time. So share this. Learn together practice together. If you have any questions, please do reach out. I'm more than happy to give you tips, advice, uh, my best like evaluation of the, the strategy that you chose for health and weight loss and, and all of this. Um, and then guys, stay tuned next week. We are getting Herman, the author, the author of the burn uh, on our podcast and I'm gonna ask more details and in-depth questions that were not covered in the book so stay tuned for that and for many more episodes next week guys so this is the book guys burn it's gonna change a lot of theories and diets and exercise programs and how they're marketed to you guys this will blow your mind. So uh, I highly recommend this book. Um, and also a lot of great stories about Hadza, you know, this hunter-gatherer modern tribe, how they live, what they do, what they eat, how they think. So this is really an amazing book. And the link to Amazon, to this book on Amazon, you can find in the show notes as always. So thank you guys for staying tuned. Thank you for staying with me. Uh, and have an awesome weekend. And as usual, till next time, eat better daily.